The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Wednesday, so normally you don't get to hear from us till Thursday, but we gave you a special early week treat. You get to hear from us on a Wednesday mid-morning as opposed to our normal Thursday time. We've got a busy week here at the Star, so we are trying to get ahead of things here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Kaylee Sutton, Jess Navarez, and Aisha Morrison with you on this fabulous Wednesday. Ladies, i got to be honest, it's kind of hard to focus on football when there's like a hundred bajillion yeah. things going on like in the district and, yeah. of course, the Cowboys getting ready to play host to the ACMs tomorrow. Red carpet starts at 3, so pretty much around that time we will forget about football and think about country music uh, tomorrow, but that's tomorrow. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the rookies. There's a lot of guys who are on this list I think can be both sleepers and also be immediate impact players, so we are going to dive right into that. Obviously, rookie minicamp gets underway starting on Friday, and then they will be Practicing throughout the weekend, we get the opportunity to chat with them on Monday, or on Monday, it feels like Monday, on Friday and Saturday <laughs> uh, before the media availability goes away. But let's dive into this rookie class. You've got quite a few drafted players and then quite a few more undrafted players. Let's talk about the draftees first. When you look at the list of guys, and I know we touched on this a little bit last week, but when you look at some of these players, uh, who are some guys you think can kind of slide in and and not only be impact players, but are needed to be impact players pretty early on. Go ahead, girl. All you. <laughs> All you. Well, I mean, from the DT position, I think the loss of Hankins is is important. Not Hankins, of uh, Watkins. Watkins, rather, is important here. And so, Mozzie, I think you know for a fact, like, Cowboys don't play about their draft picks typically. They give them a fair shot to, you know, to prove that they can make the team. Um, Demarion Overshone is another gentleman that I think – uh, especially given that Micah was like, hey, man, say, man, <laughs> I'm a DA now here in these streets. <laughs> like, uh, I, I believe that his position and, and being a linebacker is going to be important. Uh, Junior Fajoko at that DT position, D, DN position, I think that he's a guy that is going to be able to – I don't think he has any competition. I don't. I okay. think that he can come in and be nice. somebody that can impact. I, I wrote it down. I wrote it down because <laughs> we, <laughs> we were talking about it. But um, Asim Richards, I'm not 100% sure, but I do feel like he's a guy that maybe they are looking to uh, progress and build into something. But really, Deuce Vaughn, again, is a guy I think is going to come in and be they're going to find a way to get him involved. He's such a versatile player, so many different things he can do. So I think um, at least four or five guys on the – that four at least four guys on this um, out of the draft are going to be gentlemen that you hope can come in and, and make a difference on this squad kind of early, early on. Yeah, and I'm looking at really that tight end room mm-hmm. and not necessarily – you know, Luke Schoonmaker as a player, but the tight end room as a whole and mm-hmm. what his addition really will bring. And more than that, how Mike McCarthy is going to really utilize them when he's calling the plays, just how creative he can be with that play calling. Obviously, Mozzie's the, he's the obvious, right? I mean, we're, we're going to see what Mozzie can do. Um, I'm really excited to see him grow under Dan Quinn more than anything else. And I'm excited to see, um, you know, when we're talking about the offensive side of the ball, Deuce Vaughn, because 
Yes, Tony Pollard, he is that guy now. He is your running back one. But I'm interested to see if, you know, Mike McCarthy kind of keeps, and, and Brian Schottenheimer, if they decide to keep that one-two punch going, or if they kind of give Tony more of the workload and then they have, you know, Deuce or somebody else really come in and like Rico or, or uh, Malik come in and, and try to alleviate that. Um, I, I'm interested to see the battle for running back two is what I'm interested to see. Yeah, those. that's interesting, too, especially when you've got a Ronald Jones who we really yeah, don't know Rojo. what he's capable of uh, in that running back spot, too. I love that you uh, brought up Schoonmaker. Um, yes. I have been waiting to talk about this tweet, y'all, for a week now, but we just haven't <laughs> had the opportunity. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Douglas uh, Bearclaw, I've actually never said his last name before. But, that's a cool last name. I right, like it. Yeah, I've never actually said his last name, but uh, he does so much of our behind-the-scenes stuff. I do a lot of radio. Anytime we do radio hits with him, we go in uh, his office. Uh, he clips a lot of stuff from our podcast. And uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a sneaky kind of petty tweeter mm-hmm. sometimes. A little bit. A little petty, a little funny. Love it. Uh, I've been sitting on this tweet for... Uh, a week now. Uh, he tweeted out last week when talking about Schoonmaker, and I'm going to read this verbatim. Schoonmaker is of Dutch origin, origin, according to Googling, meaning clean maker. In modern Dutch, <laughs> it means janitor. Stay with me. Let's say Luke Schoonmaker isn't afraid to do the dirty work in the trenches, but he'll also run clean through the secondary <gasps> on his way to the end zone. Oh, it's a bar. Okay. Literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a bar. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that. That. <laughs> that was nice. And I know that we had this conversation last week about how, you know, s- some people within the fan base aren't super excited about uh, this pick. But I it really think that the Cowboys, when they went into this draft, like the theme has been versatility for mm-hmm. I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. But when you look at this draft, it's so reflective of that you look at a guy Luke Schoonmaker who used to be a quarterback he talked about it whenever he was uh, in that pregame or his post drafting press conference with us on the conference call he talked about his experience with the quarterbacks and being able to understand reads better and understand his role better because of that quarterback position uh, experience you've also got DeMarvion Overshone who used to play corner and now he's a linebacker but he has you know Dono's capabilities Uh, you've got an awesome Richards is that how we're saying uh, it, Jazzy? Awesome. awesome. Asim. Asim. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome Richards. Barnacles. Which uh, is so great for the puns <laughs> that I'm going to be putting out all season, guys. <laughs> but this is a guy who, you know, he plays offensive line. He's currently listed as an offensive tackle, but he's a former tight end. He mm-hmm. also used mm-hmm. to play defensive end. So a lot of these guys on the roster or, or in this draft class, I should say, are all guys that yeah. bring a little bit of versatility. And I think that that's super important when you look at how this roster kind of shaped out because – I know it's easy to, like, nitpick and go through and say, you know, like, oh, well, like, the roster needed this, the roster needed that. But when you look at it from a grand scheme of things, it really didn't need that much, right? Like, last year's team wasn't bad. Last year's roster wasn't bad. You always can get better. You always want to build. But I think when you look at this draft class, there's some really good pieces in there that I think can make a really good roster even better. Oh, yeah. And thank you for mentioning Schoon. I can't believe I missed him when I was talking about uh, the the players that could come in and be impact players. But Lunda Wells came on the show and he mentioned that uh, on the draft show and he mentioned that was an important part of why they even, you know, decided to go with Schoon is the fact that he can, he played in a pro-level um, offense. And so I do expect him to be a guy that they feel like they can plug and play in some areas, especially in the blocking um, blocking department in the run game. So absolutely. And what I really like too is, so you're talking about, you know, 
retaining guys. We we talk about that a lot of that that was a very important part of the offseason was retaining the guys that that stayed but uh one that you know the front office brings up a lot is Dalton Schultz and so when I was looking at Schoon and I was looking at Dalton, they're two completely different kind of players here. However, they're around the same size. And for some reason, Schoon just like looks bigger when he's playing. <laughs> and it's because he's just, he uses his length to his advantage here. So I'm excited to see he's again, the, the theme of this draft class versatility. I like any player that can come in and that is willing to not only perfect what they're good at already, but, really start perfecting other areas that they they can improve in but become even more versatile so i'm excited to see um just this tight end group in general i felt like we're a little bit in a cage last season and then you're about to open the cage and let the dogs out i'm, I'm so excited i'm so excited to is. see it tight end room is it's a lot going on because there's a lot thought thought about the well drafted free agents baby they like it's a lot of gentlemen in that tight end room yeah. all of a sudden right yeah it'll be a packed room for sure let's talk about though maybe some of the guys on this draft list who we're not maybe giving enough attention to uh and aisha i kind of want to put your scouting hat on for a little bit two guys on this list i think that were uh, I'm going to use question marks for a lack of better term. Uh, not that they are question marks, but I think they were interesting picks in terms of where they came and how they came to be. Uh, starting with the round six pick 178, Eric Scott, a cornerback out of Southern Miss. Now, this is not a guy who lacks skill. Uh, he had a tremendous senior season at Southern Miss. Uh, two, I was When I was looking at his stats, it was confusing because it showed offensive stats first. And I was like, this is a DB. Why are we looking at his <laughs> offensive <laughs> stats? But yep. he has two interceptions, both of which were returned for touchdowns. And so I love that that's the first information that you see. Like, okay, this is a ball hawk. And when he gets the ball, he's going to do something with mm -hmm. it. So I love that. He's not afraid to tackle 18 solos last season, seven pass deflections in 12 games. So this is a kid who I think is going to make a pretty big impact in terms of what that cornerback spot is looking for. But we'll start with him, Aisha. Uh, just from your scouting, you've watched his film. You, you've seen kind of what he brings to the table. What is he going to do in terms of maybe competing for a roster spot? A starting spot is that out of the question what does he look like um so i will say i'm not sure if this gentleman if eric scott is going to come in and be fighting for a starting spot right away sure. but we found out real quick last year that uh you 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 can't have enough corners right <laughs> yeah. like we remember what it was like um not having um, a corner a two corner that could possess that spot mm -hmm. and, and to really hold it down so um this guy plays with a lot of length i don't I don't feel like he has a lot of recovery speed, but he is good in press. Um, like I said, lengthy, very, very, very Dan Quinn-esque when yeah. you talk about what his what the build he wants to have. And then, Haley, I'm so glad that you mentioned the ball skills because I think that's very important to what they look for in DBs. Now, let's keep it a buck. Like, Cowboys lost some guys um, on special teams, and, and we know how important that part of the game is. So I do think that some of these gentlemen that were picked up um, – specifically Eric Scott, some of these gentlemen are going to have opportunities to be on special teams, show what they're capable of, and in camp, give you some good competition. Mm -hmm. Competition is so important to what Mike McCarthy mentions, and then when you talk about preseason and all that stuff, like yeah. these gentlemen are going to get a chance to play. I think he has the uh, capability to develop into a steady, two, steady corner, outside boundary corner, that type of guy. So, yeah, um, 
I liked what I saw from him on, on tape, but I understand why they decided to take him and what he can do. Let's dive into uh, Jalen Brooks as well, another yeah. guy who I think from a drafting standpoint, uh, again, I'm going to use the word question mark because it's the only <laughs> thing that I can think of, sure. and I don't mean to say that in an offensive way towards Jalen. He's a baller as well. Uh, doing some digging, I was super impressed. I know he's bounced around uh, different schools, but he finished at South Carolina, um, 22 starts through 24 games at South Carolina, 58 catches, 785 yards through those season, uh, through those seasons rather. He had two touchdowns last year. Uh, so it's always interesting when you look at these guys because you're always curious, okay, what do the scouts see that that we maybe don't see? Where are some areas that they think that this kid, Jalen Brooks, can slide in and be an impact player? And so it's yeah. always interesting to think about it from that level. But uh, Jess – from your perspective, you know, this wide receiver was a position that the Cowboys went and addressed yeah. uh, in the offseason. So when you look at a Jalen Brooks, a seventh round draft guy, he's not um, un, he's not new to adversity, I guess you sure. should say. Uh, what are your expectations for Jalen Brooks? What I really like about Jalen Brooks is that he's seen different styles of offense here mm-hmm. and he's very aware of the kind of offenses that work with him that mesh with him and that don't because he's talked about that you know a lot kind of why he went from school to school was to find something that felt right for him and very similar to what we talked about with Brandon Cooks being traded of him being exposed to those different kind of offenses and how they're run in the different schemes it just makes you a smarter player overall so for me my expectations uh, for Jalen Brooks coming in is that it's a little bit easier for him to pick up the playbook because you know how overwhelming it can be for a rookie to come in you know from from college to the NFL to be able to retain all of that information it's a lot for for the guys it really is and so um, my expectation for him is that he's not going to have a difficult time as difficult of a, of a time being able to retain and pick up the play style, the playbook, um, especially because he's been exposed to so many different kind of offensive play styles already throughout his college career. So I think that that is, is worth mentioning. Um, I also really liked that, again, he came from a pro-style offense. That's what we were just talking about with Schoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's his nickname already. Like, he already has a nickname. I love this. Um, but he comes from a pro-style offense. So, again, it's going to be an easier transition for those kind of guys that come in from that level of play to the end. NFL so again he's not you know the the shiny toy that everybody wanted with that pick but again don't count these guys out they've worked very hard for where they are now it's almost like there's people that do this for a living to find these players Mm -hmm. that are going to be a good fit for this team right Mm -hmm. I mean what a concept um so again just your friendly reminder that these these guys are people too so you don't have to agree with the draft pick but let's be kind on social media because just the things that some people say sometimes it's just it's cruel and for no reason maybe i um what thing about what thing about Jalen brooks we talked we talked yeah we just listen the, the the draft show showed me that you know Hey, look, look oh, at the highlights, girl. Look at the highlights. I didn't know they were up. I was like, I thought you were watching the screen over yes, here. Yes, absolutely. But the, 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 <laughs> the, he, um, speaking to him on the phone, he he definitely was uh, vocal about the fact that he has special teams capability. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he believes that he can be a gunner, and he showed that when he was in college. But I, my favorite thing about him on tape is just how sure he is of his hands. Um, that's an important thing. That he, soft hands, you know. <laughs> There's, that's an important thing um, for a receiver, to me, is to trust their hands 
hands and to have strong hands and to be able to rip the ball out of the air. And he's one of those guys that does that. He also, too, is just a natural athlete. And when you see him in space, you see it. He looks like he, he looks like he's not easy to tackle. He looks like a guy that when he gets the ball in the move, he can he can definitely have yak ability. So I see I see what they see in, as far as developing him. Um, and again, like I mentioned, preseason um, practice squad, all that stuff is important to what's happening on this team. And we'll see if he can develop into a guy that can be on this roster. But their wide receiver room, just like we talked about with the other positions, is that competition yeah. there is going to be real and sturdy. So for him, having special teams ability could help him out as as you know as the um, training camp and stuff goes on. I also really. like, too, that he has a history with Daniel Jones. And, you know, whenever you have a mentor like that who, yeah, Daniel Jones, we, we talk about him uh, when we have to here on the podcast. But whenever you have a mentor like that who is already where he at, is at in his career and he can kind of funnel down that information and help him get better, I like that. I like that connection. He worked with him, um, I believe, back in 2020, he mentioned. So I like that. I like that he's been getting that work in for the last couple of years. So don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on Jalen Brooks. A lot of guys on this draft list to keep our eye on, but even more guys to keep our eye on on that undrafted free <laughs> agent list. Let's go ahead and take our first break here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk when we come back. We're going to tell you a couple names on this list that you should keep your eye out on as Rookie Minicamp unfolds this weekend. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. Past, present, and future football watchers. You know why we're here. The football season is back! Woo! And since that's too amazing to miss a single second's worth, Pepsi is officially giving you permission to always put football first. Like, maybe those in-laws are back in town. Well, better hope they're football fans because your Sunday is completely booked. Long story short, crack open a Pepsi and don't let anything get between you and your football watching. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. That's what I like. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome back to our second block here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk a little undrafted free agency, but first let's go to Jess. Head to the Miller Lighthouse at AT AT&T Stadium for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival, presented by Miller Light on Saturday, May 13th from 2 to 7 p.m. Enjoy a variety of tacos and food truck options while you sip on cold drinks and listen to live music. Admission and parking for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival are free. You can visit AT&T stadium.com slash tacos and tunes for more info and we will see you there yum i know i'm excited about that now tacos (laughs) and tunes (laughs) all right let's talk undrafted free agents and i love this conversation because these are to me some of my favorite people that i meet in the nfl because as a former walk-on in college i understand what it means to have to feel like Mm. you've had to earn your place even though you've already earned it so i love 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 getting to know these undrafted free agents but there's two very high on my list that I personally think could have been drafted late sixth round guys, seventh round guys uh, that I think will quietly and not so quietly shock some people. Uh, I want to start with Hunter Lipke. I wanted to make sure I got his name yeah. right before I said it. Hunter Lipke, a uh, fullback out of North Dakota State. And I love that the narrative around North Dakota State has shifted so much from mm-hmm. like, oh, they're the FCS powerhouse to like, no, they're cranking out some serious yeah. NFL talent. Uh, and so I love that that program is finally getting a little bit more steam. But uh, interesting position. He's a fullback. He went to the Senior Bowl this year. Uh, he has accolades, like, out of the <laughs> out the window. Uh, I started to write them down, but there was too many of them, so we're not going to get into them. Uh, just know he's a great guy. He finished 12th in voting as well for the Walter Mayton Walter Payton Man of the Year Award this year. So uh, obviously he's a great guy off the field as well. It's something that Cowboys front office really enjoys. But as we sit here and and watch his tape, guys, this is a monster. (laughs) He's a force. Uh, I think he brings physicality. I think he brings a super specific skill set to a roster that hasn't really utilized a fullback maybe as as they could have. Um, So I think that this is going to be uh, yet another weapon in the creative arsenal that this offense this offense is trying to shift towards. Yeah. Uh, but this is definitely a guy I think we should keep our eye on. I also like his short yardage ability, especially when yep. you're entering your post Zeke era yes, with the ma'am. Cowboys, because you're, you need that. Like I, I understand that that was Zeke's go-to area for, for the last few seasons. Right. So mm-hmm. without that, that kind of puts you in a pickle if you don't have the right guy to do that. And so he has that yak ability, which we always like to talk about on the podcast because it's so important. He has the cut moves and he's not a traditional kind of fullback, but he's so versatile. And again, we're sticking with that theme of versatile. I was watching his tape last night and I was like, dang, dang, dang with everything he was doing because he's just, yeah, he's a powerhouse. He's powerhouse that that is the one word i would um describe hunter lipke with so i'm excited to see what he can do and uh yeah let me add that let me ask you this uh aisha from a fullback standpoint can you kind of just explain maybe the 
the importance of being able to utilize a fullback and, you know, maybe how that what that role looks like and how uh, Hunter could maybe fill that role? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like um, the fullback's position is it's almost like having an extra lineman out there. We saw, you know, Kellen use McGovern as a fullback. Um, but when you have a guy that's more athletic like this gentleman that can get upfield and to get to the second level and put a body on people it's definitely it's definitely should open up the run game but what he's going to do is lead block and the idea of him lead blocking and there being like a deuce vaughn behind him and then we talk about this running back room you mentioned it just hunter lipke being signed really to me told me that ezekiel elliott time here was probably done mm -hmm. because of the goal line ability which I think is so important when you yep. look at the rest of the running back room that isn't super powerhouse you know running the ball but I, I don't want to short change a Hunter Lipke like this dude's a running back mm -hmm. yeah. he has full back ability but he is a running back and so to me I think that 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 type of versatility is going to make it difficult for defenses because the same way that we talk about the tight ends like is this guy blocking right now or yeah. is he going to yeah. slip right here? And I, I think this is so important, having guys like him, like a Deuce Vaughn, that can slip in the backfield and be the last option for Dak. So many times last year we saw there were so many guys downfield and no one in that intermediate spot to help Dak out. And this guy is a guy that can be there, that can make something out of nothing when your yeah. quarterback needs it. So I'm, I do think as a fullback, it also too, Mike McCarthy has a reputation of using a fullback. He has a Big reputation. reputation. Yeah. Big. Is that a song? It's he a has Taylor a reputation yeah. of using a fullback in the run game. So I really feel like this also has <laughs> given us an idea of what they're maybe trying to gear more towards. Mm. And that's a you're going to suffer. That's scary. Right? You're going to suffer. Yeah. You're going to we're going to run the ball down your throat and we might pass the ball outside and you're going to have to come up and tackle so yeah. from the from those two the the flexibility that he has as a fullback and a running back I think are very um unique in a sense mm -hmm. uh, for this offense yeah I like him a lot I I'm excited to get him in the building I'm excited to see you know kind of where his designation roles like yeah. who is who are his boys in the locker room going to be like who's he going to gravitate yeah. towards that's kind of stuff that and I he get also excited has for work too. as a tight end too so mm -hmm. it's it's like I I don't know. I don't know what his personality's like, but if you have another guy in that tight end room, I mean, that tight end room is just stacked already, and they're so fun to be around. Yeah, they, they are. really are. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ex like you said, just uh, powerhouse. Yeah. Period. Super excited for a guy on the opposite side of the ball, though. That again, I really think I was surprised when he wasn't drafted. Uh, the Cowboys have a type when it comes to HBCUs. Uh, <laughs> it's no secret that they like the Rattlers. A little bit. A mm. couple of big-name guys that have come from FAMU, Nate Newton, Bob Hayes, just to name a couple. Uh, so, obviously, they uh, are another program, I think, that's on the rise in terms of cranking out NFL-caliber talent. Mm. Uh, and that starts with Isaiah Land, mm. defensive end out of Florida A&M University. Uh, he's listed as a linebacker on the Florida uh a&M website which again I think falls into that similar category as someone like DeMarvian Overshone who's going to be able to have a little bit of posi position flex mm. um, but this gets a stud an all-american at the FCS level 23 tackles seven sacks one forced fumble and two pass deflections uh, in 2022 he was a Buck Buchanan finalist and my favorite favorite underrated thing about this kid guys 
Uh, he spent all five of his years at Florida A&M. And I know that that is such a small thing, but with the way the transfer portal and NIL money has been moving, uh, to me, this is a guy who doesn't give up. This is a guy who recognized his ability, wanted to stick with it, uh, you know, through with the Rattlers, HBU, putting all that on the map. Um, and I really think that that aspect of it is super special. So kudos to him for being there for four years. But aside from that, very similar to Hunt, to Hunter, uh, this is a kid who's a baller and I think has an opportunity to make it on the 53. Yeah, man. Like, I, it's so crazy because we talked about in the draft show that DN, we feel so secure in DN right now. Mm-hmm. But next year, I mean, Dorrance Armstrong's on his on, yeah. on the last year of his deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, obviously, you have Tank. Uh, Sam Williams is coming yeah. along. But that position is not secure, secure, right? And so seeing Isaiah Land, I, I told you I, I audibly yelled upstairs when I got excited. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the commitment to the team and staying there is something I thought was dope. But this guy is just, when I say just a natural pass rusher, there's some guys you watch, you just like, man, like, he looks the part, and the bend is there, the the speed is there, the explosiveness, and he has that relentlessness to him as far as pursuit. I I know a lot of people are saying that they're, the Cowboys maybe are looking at moving him to linebacker mm-hmm. and seeing what he can do as an outside linebacker just because of his size. He's not a super big guy. People are looking for him to put on a little bit more weight, but I, I like his game, and I like the chip that he plays with on his shoulder. Like it, It's very evident yeah. that he understands his ability and what he can be, and with this coaching staff, um, we've seen guys develop into things that maybe you didn't think they could yeah. be, and so I think he's going to contest. He's going to flash in preseason. He's, people are going to be asking who is this guy and I honestly I had a sixth round grade on him a high sixth round grade on Mm -hmm. him so there were plenty of people that were surprised that he didn't go drafted as for a lot of HBCU players yeah I agree I think like I said I was surprised I was surprised that there was only one uh, guy from the HBCU ranks Mm -hmm. that was drafted Um, yes I think that that kind of there's obviously work to be done in that avenue, but yes, the sure. best part about the NFL draft is that a lot of these really cool stories come out of these undrafted yeah. free agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of guys from that HBCU rank. I wrote down a list just of guys who the Cowboys have had. Uh, Everson Walls, who's very much in the building yep. still, went to Grambling. Uh, Timmy Newsom went to Winston-Salem. Hollywood Henderson went to Langston. And, of course, Ed Tuttle-Jones out of Tennessee State. So uh, a lot of guys who were impact guys mm-hmm. on this yeah. in this Cowboys history uh, have come from HBCU. So I am excited to not only continue to give that football a platform because it deserves it, but also, yeah. too, just to see and continue to prove that the guys that come from these schools, you don't have to come from the SEC or the Big yeah. Ten or whatever it is uh, to make an impact on the football field. Marquise Bell, too. I yes. totally oh, yeah. forgot Marquise yep. Bell yes. is on this yes. roster right yep. now, and he's a guy that we are possibly looking to see you know, take a step this year also, too. Another FAMU guy. So uh, Cowboys definitely have... They have uh, their they have places where they look, yes, where they're looking. It's a good time. We're yeah, blue and silver, but they I also bleed it. orange and green, ladies. Ooh. I appreciate it. Wait, well, oh, oh, I love okay. that. I, I love like, that. I, I didn't know. I had to catch on. Are there any other guys? I know that the the list is kind of fluid, but mm-hmm. uh, any other guys on that undrafted list that are, could be maybe sleepers again, just contend for a roster spot? Maybe you could see them on the practice squad being impact players. I know there's a lot, so we don't have time to get into all of them. But anybody else that. Uh, stands out. Darrell Johnson hmm. out of uh, Liberty, if I'm not mistaken, DN, like 
dude, again, super, super, super productive. And Wilma Clay uses that word um, productivity and how important that is to those to, to them when they're looking at players. But it's hard to deny what you see from him on film and his ability to get to the uh, to get to the quarterback as a from that DM position. T.J. Bass, the guard out of Oregon. You know, we talk about left guard and, you know, I, I know that was a big worry for us. <laughs> big worry for me. And um He's another gentleman that I think is someone that to keep an eye on through those times in that competition because left guard, that depth there is kind of iffy. We could see him possibly be a guy that makes the practice squad or the roster in itself as a depth piece. So, yeah, there's a couple gentlemen that I think are guys to keep your eyes on. Yeah, I'm going to go with Earl Bostick Jr. because, wow, um, this stat was everywhere, but Next Gen Stats said that he had the eighth best athletic score among offensive tackles at the combine. Um, he's good with footwork and pass pro. Um, and his lateral quickness was something that I noticed pretty quickly. I was like, oh, dang, uh, that's cool. And then somebody else, Miles Brooks, uh, cornerback there. I, I think because, again, we can't have too stacked of a cornerback room, um, you can't count any of them out, really. Um, he plays really good in press. He's, he's quicker than I thought he would be watching it. And then, of course, what I'm interested in seeing is, again, um, never count anybody out just because they're an undrafted free agent, but uh, wide receiver David Durden, I think, is somebody else to keep in mind because he's also a special teams contributor, and that is going to um, be interesting. And I thought the most interesting story to come out of him was that he's a former Red Sox prospect. So yeah. converted there, I, I think that's pretty cool. He's a pretty speedy slot receiver. So I, I think there's so much competition right now for special teams that that could end up making or breaking a lot of guys whether they make this roster or not so those are a couple names that just i saw off the bat former tight end too yeah former tight end versatile Um, you can see that in his athleticism yeah i i I think he could definitely work on like playing with power but the footwork and stuff is there Jalen marino also too from fresno Mm. state is getting a lot of a lot of conversation a lot of talk and what he can do as a receiver possibly down the down the uh depth chart are you guys uh uh what, are you guys worried about Simi Fehoko and what his position might be? I was so locked in on like. Yeah, your, I was like worried I about what eyes are. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> no, because I'm. Not I, here, I'm not worried about Simi. Here's okay. what I think. I think Simi was in a very similar boat as what Jalen Tolbert was mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he got as much pub about yeah, it because yeah. he did have a couple of injuries that kind of kept him out, and I think it was maybe easier uh, for the front office and the coaching staff just to say, give him the year, let him heal up, let him, uh, you know, and we'll attack it next year. Uh, So I don't think we should be worried about Simi. I think if there's not substantial growth in terms of our expectations of, you know, what are we getting out of him and what are we actually getting out of him? Uh, So I think training camp will be an interesting spot for Simi to uh, reestablish himself on this roster for sure. I like that, reestablish. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I just think like – I don't, and again, I try not to be disrespectful to these guys because, Absolutely. to your point, like they yeah. are people. So I, you know, we try to approach this with a little bit of compassion. But realistically, I think a lot of people forgot about Simi last year because he yeah. just was never super available. You know, he yeah. had a an okay preseason and picked up some injuries, and then they kind of just kept him on the injury list all season. Uh, and again, I think from a roster standpoint, that really helped out. You know, in terms of having space available for the positions that they really needed. So I think this training camp will uh, be an interesting one for Simi and a perfect transition into our second break in our final block here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. 
We are going to get into some of the current guys on the roster, what they've been doing this offseason, and if it will make a difference come August. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, you know why we're here. The football season is back! Woo! And since that's too amazing to miss a single second's worth, Pepsi is officially giving you permission to always put football first. Like, maybe those in-laws are back in town. Well, better hope they're football fans because your Sunday is completely booked. Long story short, crack open a Pepsi and don't let anything get between you and your football watching. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. Ah. That's what I like. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-326. 6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to mybariatricsolutions.com. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. minutes here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go over to Jess. Register now for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT AT&T Stadium or the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Cowboy football camps are led by former NFL players and dance camps are taught by the current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Save $25 when you sign up for camp by May 12th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. Go sign up. So obviously the rookies, we will get our first look at them this weekend when they head to rookie mini camp. But some of these guys have already been hard at work since the season 
pretty much ended, yeah. uh, as well as voluntary practices happening uh, throughout the last couple of weeks out here at the Ford Center at the Star. Uh, but there's a couple of guys, in my opinion, that have really stood out in terms of off-season work and what they've been doing for both themselves and the rest of the team. Uh, I want to start with Micah because we teased it a little bit last week but didn't really get to dive into it. Micah Parsons has declared that he is going to play <laughs> defensive end. He doesn't want to play linebacker anymore. I like he wants to be a defensive end. Uh, he's training to be a defensive end. I've seen all kinds of numbers floating around from him on Twitter about how much weight he wants to put mm -hmm. on and where he's at. Uh, we know he's not here for uh, voluntary OTAs. He's down training in Austin again to focus on bulking up on weight. Uh, good news, bad news for the Cowboys defensive line. What? I think it's good news. <laughs> I, I think it's good news. I, I, I don't think he, if I listen to him correctly, he's not completely you know, Xing out linebacker, you know, just being sure. able to rush from there and all mm -hmm. that. But I, the idea of him putting on more, more weight at DN and kind of preparing his body and the commitment that he's taking yeah. is, I haven't got, listen, I have not gotten to see that from a player at this, at this point in my career, just seeing like how he builds up that tolerance. So this is, I, the idea of Micah getting better <laughs> or bigger or I mean scary yeah because even last year with how much teams tried to take him out the game and you saw it affect him later in the season when he needed to make a play he still mm -hmm. was able to do that and so to think that he's like callousing himself to be able to deal with the brutality of it through the year I'm yeah. like I don't there's a dip there's a different feel to Micah that it, as far as trying to get better that I don't know if I've seen before where he's like I okay he's constantly trying to be better and that's just it's crazy to me like calm down it's like calm down it's like but it's like nah don't calm down because we want you to be better but anyway yeah I I think what we're seeing from him the commitment we're seeing from him to get his body right is important to this team because there were times that teams tried to take him out the game and you saw that wear and tear later mm -hmm. in the season yeah yeah and I like that he you know there are different numbers floating around of, of how much weight exactly but it was funny he tweeted out he's like people here bulking up and they think I'm gonna gain all this weight no I'm only <laughs> going for like five pounds here um, in a healthy way and I like that he emphasize that in a very healthy way um and yeah just seeing the workout videos that have come out so far i don't know if you guys have seen them mm -hmm. but if you it's haven't unfair. go check them out on twitter yeah it's it's scary because you you see a healthy micah parsons again which you didn't see at the tail end of the season you knew he was hurting but he was still putting it all out on the line so to see him healthy and be able to move quickly like that again i'm i'm excited i don't think anything you can do with micah is the wrong answer yeah. To be honest. I agree. Uh, C.D. Lamb, another guy who has been uh, not so quietly working. Uh, we've seen him in South Florida. I know for a minute he was training with uh, Tua Tungabailoa's quarterback coach out there running with uh, Jerry Judy and a lot of the South Florida guys. So uh, not only a different climate that he's training through, but also just a different group of guys, maybe getting a fresh perspective. Um, but he's also kind of been out in – about in terms uh, from a social standpoint, yeah. uh, which I, I always think is cool. It's it's so fun to see the metamorphosis sometimes of these players yes. as they go from like, you know, rookies mm -hmm. who like, you know, they think they're 
you know, hot stuff, but they don't know how to act like they're hot stuff. Yeah. And then that, like I said, just that metamorphosis uh, into kind of these like stud guys, because they are, they are studs. So it's been cool to see his development as both a player and a person in the off season. Um, and then of course, Jack Prescott has yeah. been uh, so active, not only with himself and getting better, but just working with the team. And I think it's going to bode well from a chemistry standpoint when they get to training camp, they'll at least have that comfortability um, and I would imagine, too, he's instilled a little bit of that competitive fire in them, too. You know, yeah. if you're out there, it's one thing. And again, I mean this respectfully, but like when you're out there running routes with uh, maybe a drafted quarterback or the backup quarterback, you know, it's one thing to get the reps in. But to do this with your starting quarterback and to kind of feel that excitement of like, oh, this could be me if I keep working my mm -hmm. butt off. I think that that's really cool, too. What yeah. I'm interested to see, too, and you're seeing a little shimmer of it now is the dynamic between CD and Dak and how that's growing, especially now with Zeke not in the building because you're missing Dak's go-to guy that's been his go-to since day one. And now without that dynamic here, CD kind of becomes that guy for Dak. And so I think what you're going to see is you're seeing that already. You know, they were they were in Florida together. They've been training a lot of this offseason together, but you're also going to see it with the chemistry, like you mentioned, Haley, on the field of Dak truly having that trust wholeheartedly that CD is my go-to guy. Mm. Um, and so I'm really excited to continue to see CD transform because this is his first season that we see him walking into with that mindset of, I am wide receiver one. This is, this is my spot. I belong here. As compared to last year, you saw the transformation kind of happening in real time. You're seeing a new CD walking in day one, ready to believe that that position is his own it and, get ready to go and him and Dak and that chemistry is just gonna I, I think it's really gonna grow and it's gonna be really really fun to watch yeah the Dak yard is unique and um the fact that they those guys take that time though we've seen Ferg out there we've seen Henny out there you've seen Jalen Tolbert who we're looking to make a next the next step the next jump I obviously during the offseason we know that the NFL doesn't allow you know, those together workouts and for those guys, these guys to take the initiative to do that, I think is important, like you said, to team chemistry. But we also have to remember that there's a new offense to some degree being installed. So those gentlemen probably are refining and going through some of these little different changes that are going to be happening. We'll be able to see that in camp uh, pretty soon. But I, I think that is a big part of why they're working as well is that so once they get to camp, it's not all new stuff that they're trying to learn. I'm sure they're trying to implement some of what they're being taught by Schottenheimer and McCarthy into some of what they're doing outside outside this building. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's exciting. I think uh, it, it makes me feel excited because that means that OTAs are coming up next and then it'll be training camp. It's and nuts, y'all. We'll what off-season? It went by <laughs> what so off season? Oh, so much to talk about always uh but that is all we are going to talk about today on girls talk boys talk but good news for you guys we're going to do this all again next week Yay. back on our regularly scheduled time uh, on thursday but that'll do it we will have your rookie reports coming out this week and we will talk all about it next week on girls talk boys talk this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about this cowboys yeah!